who the fuck gives a shit about the intro? What's up, as a Yankee? I really hope that's not like killing people's ears. <laughs> but <laughs> welcome back to the Five World Podcast. What's up, as a Yankee? You want to just get right into it? Yeah, what is this, the 23rd episode? 23rd episode. Yeah, 23rd episode, I'm Justin, he's Nick, we're doing good. Ah! To Bronx! Now entering the Bronx. Maybe we'll actually have a normal intro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bronx. If you could not, if you guys did not know, Ron Soto is a New York Yankee. He is. Um, is official after days of it of everyone pretty much knowing it was gonna happen. It is officially official. Yeah. Finally, officially official. <sighs> yeah, basically. There, I. So pretty much, they gave up, or just. The entire package was Juan Soto, Trent Grisham from Michael King, Drew Thorpe, the number five prospect, Joni Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kalagashioka. I don't think that's that big of a thing. Michael King, that sucks to lose. I don't think that's that big of a package. What do you think? I think the Padres could have done a lot better. I don't want to say it's a fleece because that's obviously an overreaction, but I don't think the Yankees really gave up much. I think King was a good bit, but... Even then. Only because he... And I agree with... Uh, Jack Curry says that he thinks that Michael King has the second best stuff on the team. Yeah. I'd agree. I think he was slotted to have a very good season, so that kind of yeah. does suck. Right. Um, But it's... You do this deal 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, it, definitely. So it's like... I just think they could... Padres could have done much I think it was more the money. Better. That's what? what it was. That the money. What getting Soto off the books? Yeah, yeah. That, that's it, definitely, def- definitely why it wasn't that much. Definitely, but Soto was slated to make about what thirty three. Yeah. About thirty thirty three million dollars in arbitration. Uh, that's why. Yeah. Um, and just for like the other people in the prospect, Drew Thorpe. I've talked to you about this. I was never that high on him. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I know Velo wasn't everything. Yep. But he only throws about ninety two to ninety four. The Yankees have a tendency of having a lot of these pitching prospects that rise up through. And everyone thinks they're going to be the second coming. They don't turn out to be anything. Right. That's why they traded away uh, Waldachuk. They traded away Wineski two years ago. Those look like deal. Like, granted, the deals weren't that good, but they don't look like anything special. Right. So it's one of those things of, like, I feel like he was just kind of next in line in that position to be traded away. Right. So I'm really not high upside guy. I'm not saying Definitely. he's going to be a bum or whatever, but I have no issue trading right. him away for this. He was minor league pitcher of the year. So there's, uh, it's not that yeah. he's not going to be anything, mm. but probably but not. Chance Adams was also minor league pitcher of the year. Right. So and do you know who that is? Yes. I've heard the name okay. once. Once. but And you were a baseball nerd, so that right. just goes to show. Um, And he was also like recent, like 2018, 2019, when he was a person. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Joni Brito and Randy Vasquez, they were good depth. Like, they were pretty solid we're depth. That's, yeah. It's cheap, controllable pitching. Right. That's which what the is, Padres are getting. That's right, what they need. Right. Um, then Kalagashioka. Backup catcher. He was in the organization for 15 years. Right. 
you're gonna miss a guy. You're gonna miss a guy like that on a personal. You're gonna miss the person. Yes. You can do without. But he was the, the third string catcher. Right. And I don't think Rortfed's that good, but mm-hmm. it's not like there's that big of a dip in defense. If anything, Rortfed's a better defender. Right. And the bats like not that. Big. So it's like you really aren't. That was just a throw. Right. It they is need what a it backup is. catcher. Yeah. Um, which is more a testament to the Yankees catcher depth than right. anything else. Right. To have him as your third catcher, like a lot of teams would be. Begging for him as a backup catcher. Right. How many catches do they have on their 40-man? Like, now it's down what? to five. It was at right. six. Right, right. Still, five oh. is still a lot. Yeah, that's just a testament to their depth. Um, Did you see what Michael King said? No. He said, um, like, just uh, for being traded, he said, if you get traded for a future Hall of Famer and you're the centerpiece, there's no greater compliment. Fair enough. You gotta like you gotta. Lo- I love. That's Michael a great King. mindset. I love Michael King as a person. I think he's gonna do very well in San Diego. Rooting yeah. for him. Yeah. I just. Man, I just feel like I don't want to say it was nothing, but just it was nothing something. jumps out at me. Even Michael King, personally, two years of control, elbow issues in the past has never That's had like one year, but still, still elbow issues are elbow issues. It's not something you could just write off, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't do it. But two years of control, and he's never had a full season as a starter. Mm. So it's like, you're going to have maybe, like, next year, this year, he's going to be more in that transitional year into a starter, like mm. what Seth Lugo did, what Michael Lorenzen did, like that kind of... Mm. That being said, I think he's better. Procedure? Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. But... I don't know. Nothing jumps out at me. I think the Padres could have done a lot better. But again, like you said, it's a deal the Yankees make 10 out of 10 times. Something to note, too. I think it was in his the 10 starts he had. He had like a sub two year, right? Right. So just. Yeah, no, the upside's there. Upside is just, definitely there. He's absolutely disgusting. Definitely going to suck to miss him. Yeah. But this trade literally makes the Yankees had the worst production from lefties in 2023. And they have the second worst by left fielders. You now have the best outfield in baseball. Or arguably the best outfield in baseball. One of. If not, who would you say is better? No idea. Can't tell you off the top of my head. And then just, I'll just mention it. I'm not going to go in depth on it, but I'm going to mention it. The Yankees also did trade for Alex Verdugo. Was not Glaber. Not Glaber. They traded away um, three pitchers, Richard Fitz, a number 12 prospect, Greg Weiser, who's been like a swing man that's kind of been on that bus from AAA to the majors, yeah. every, the DFA special. Right. Um, and then Nicholas Judas, who I'm pretty sure he hasn't made his professional debut yet. I think he but had like two starts. Or two starts. Maybe. 6'8", throws yeah. 97 Recent to 100. Recent draft pick. He's so. just a guy that has a lot of upside. Yeah. You didn't give him much. No. Granted, it's a one-year rental on Verdugo, so you right. didn't really – have to give up much, but he didn't really give up much. No. And, you know, Verdugo's solid. I'll he's get into he's league average. I'll, I'll get into that later, but okay. yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think it's... I think his impact will be better than the league average. Not necessarily, like, the numbers, but I think his impact will be better than the league average, but I'll get into that once we're done with Soto. Man, his numbers are... They're silly. Very good. They are just... Let me get baseball savant back up. Lots of red. Yes, it is. He has one blue circle. And in, that's an ocean of red. Yeah, let me... Why did I close... Because I, I was, like, doing Grisham and uh, Verdugo as well, so I closed out on Soto. Right. Every number is red. Like, this man is... 
Except for sweet spot percentage. But, like, when you have everything else, it's like... And let me... The thing that I told you before we started the show. Mm -hmm. So, for percentage-wise, um, so it would be, like, percentile, we're obviously 100, the best, one, worst. Since he came into the league in 2018, his walk percentile, 98, 98, 100, 100, 100, 100. So, what, that's four years four in a row? Four years, he's had... He has the best walk percentage in baseball. Right. And the other two, 98th percentile. Ooh. Ooh. When he was 21. When he was, well, <laughs> like when 20, he was 19 21. and 20. Yeah. So just. Insane. I think he should have won the MVP in 2021. I said it in the moment over Harper, yeah. too. You, do you remember, I remember saying that? that? His, one, his one good defensive year, I think. Or no. That's another thing I'm going to get into. Okay. So do I'll just talk about the bad first. Okay. Might as well talk about the bad before we get into the good. Fair enough. He's not a good defender. No. That's just... God, no. But it also doesn't make sense that he's not a good defender. In his, So, going, like, based off career numbers of outs above average. So, he is he's in the 10th percentile his rookie year. Then the 91st percentile. Mm-hmm. Then the 12th. Then the 88th. Then first and then third. Right. Choose. How do you go from being one of the worst defenders in baseball to one of the best? Right. And go like it just And then back to the worst. But that's what I like, are we is there potential upside for his defense? Maybe. I'd say Maybe. Well, I mean, there has to be. When you're one of the worst, right. there you can only go up from there. So right. I, so I don't know how to I mean, were his two years good? Was that twenty nineteen, twenty twenty one. Right. So he is playing Nationals Park. Mm. I'm not sure how the difference is between Petco and Nationals, but I will say this: He is projected to be the right fielder. Right, right field is a lot easier to play than left. Yeah, than the stadium. Was, yeah, that's a good idea. So that could right. significantly boost that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying he's going to be a liability. I I don't know yet. He definitely has his moments. Yeah, I've seen some of. Like, I've seen some lights. really good catches. Yeah. I've seen some he really bad drop. Yeah, just balls. completely misread or just completely drop. Or trying to scoop up a ball and just like it gets caught in his glove. Yeah, did he throw that guy out? Oh, probably. There's one I'm thinking of like that where like the guy went to second and he threw yeah. him out. Because he does have a good arm. I'm pretty sure like his like uh, baseball savant really likes it. Solid, arm. yeah. Um, yeah, his arm value is 82nd percentile. Right, so he has a good arm. So, but I, it's also a thing of, oh no, his fielding sucks. I don't care. His offense his outweighs offense everything. Is... He is a top three left-handed bat in baseball. And he's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. best plate discipline-wise because not only does he have 100% percentile on walks, 75th percentile on strikeouts, and that seemed low to me. Yeah. Like, that's just how elite of a talent this guy is. Like, let me get – where's K? Yeah, the last three years for this year, 91-90-90. His worst year in four years, he was 74th percentile in strikeouts. Yeah. This is one of the best left-handed hitters in baseball. It's this is one of the best players in baseball. One of the best baseball. players in baseball. <laughs> you added one of the best players in baseball to – you made you took out your worst spot and added one of a top – I think he's – him and Judge are two of the best hitters in baseball just straight up. Or t- I, I said this last week. Mm-hmm. I think him and Judge are the two best outfielders in baseball. I stand by that. Probably. 
Especially because... Because Mookie Betts said, is now a full-time second baseman. Mookie uh. Betts is going to play a lot more second base. A couple days later, Dave Roberts came out and said Mookie Betts was going to be a full-time second baseman. Yeah. So, there goes that. I'm right. Yet again. Um, yet again. Yet again. I'm always right. Okay. 9-360-240. No idea what that means. Rizzo and Judge. Okay. Their contracts. Okay. Um, yeah. But... Now diving into the numbers with Soto, could he? Well, Evan, I'll just do our Evan, our our Evan, our Evan roommate, our Evan roommate, our roommate Evan asked um like I said like hey you want us to talk about anything specific on the podcast? He wanted to know because Soto is known for being a guy that spreads the ball out through all like sides of the field. If he'll almost regrets because he'll want to get pull happy, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Yeah. I think that he's one of those guys that he knows the type of hitter he is. He's not going to change the type of hitter he is. My only... And even with... Let me get it real quick. Sorry for cutting you off. Um, But his home runs in the last couple of years... So, 2018-22. Uh, 20, he only played 100 games. 2019-39. where he only played 47 games because of COVID. 13, 2021, 29, 2022, 29, 23, 30, 20, 35. And that's without the quote-unquote short form. Right. It's, it's funny because I was looking at it because on Baseball Savant has expected home this. runs. And for expected home runs, it's if that player played every single game in a single stadium. Yeah, so, but he would actually have less home runs if he played at Yankee Stadium. 21 less, I think. 20, Something like that. He would have had 27 compared to 27 last 35. So oh, I was looking at career. Oh, no, I was looking. I was just looking for last year. Mm. But it's also, it's also a thing of that. I think that's good to look at, but that can't be the end-all be-all. No, yeah. Because you didn't play Yankee Stadium. Of course, yeah. You're not hitting at Yankee Stadium, so you're not playing to the park. Right. It, the, it, but, the only thing it takes into account is literally where the ball landed and mm-hmm. if it would have been out at X And it, it X doesn't stadium. include weather. It doesn't include stuff like no, that. No, it's just launch angle, hard hit. Yeah, exit velocity, all that good stuff. But my only defense, I guess, critique critique Worry. is when Soto struggles, he pulls the ball. Mm-hmm. That's so, not necessarily a bad thing, though. Let me finish. Okay, sorry. When he struggles, he pulls the ball. If he struggles and he leans on that short porch, that's going to change his approach. Fair. Because it's like a safety blanket. Like, all right, I got beat, but I hit it 20 miles an hour and it popped in the right field. So I don't think it's going to happen because I think, obviously, Soto is just such a great hitter. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is. But if he starts to struggle and he starts to lean on that short porch, I think that's when it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think it should be an issue, but it is something to kind of keep in the back of your head. Two things to talk about. One, did you know that over the last three years, Yankee Stadium is the fifth most pitcher-friendly park in baseball? Yes. Just because the 20-mile-an-hour just popped it out. I just want to say, it's not, it's not this, like, it's not like the fences are 30 feet away. I think people over-hype how big of a hitter park Yankee Stadium is. The numbers really say it's not. But anyways, that's, that's a whole other discussion. That's just something I wanted to mention. That that oh. was the point I was making. It, it's an overreaction. Yeah. The twenty mile. In, yeah. I know, but I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. 
Cause, no, because that's one of the things that, like, people, like, that... Yes. I've been seeing yes. so many people say that recently that yes. it's just, like... No. Yes. Um, yes. But even, I think even if he does get into, like, a slump, starts pressing, mm-hmm. he has so many veteran guys there that can help him be like, yeah, we've played here for a couple of years, like... You say that as if Soto isn't a veteran. Not, that's, not <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, though. No, I know. I'm saying that have played at the park for yes. a couple of years. Yes, yes. Judge, Rizzo... Um, DJ, like guys that have been there for a while. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like it may seem like you want to just pull the ball like crazy, but it's not. Don't go away from your approach. My only thing against that is, judges are righty. You may he was a righty. The only guy you could maybe talk to is Rizzo. He's a lefty, so, and even Rizzo, I feel like uses a short porch a lot. That three home run game wouldn't have happened also, if it wasn't for a short two, porch. They are also two different types of players. Right. Yeah. But it's just I know like oh righty what. It still is a thing of they know that stadium. Yeah. They've had a bunch of left judges mentored. Not I don't want to say mentored, right. but he's like been the leader on team with a bunch of lefties throughout the years. He knows the approach, yeah. and so I don't really worry about that. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of like the thing. Like, oh, if he's get, gonna get worse, there's a lot of like there was something I was looking at. He has a one forty. He had a one forty WRC plus at home yet last year. Mm-hmm. One seventy on the road. Could that be a thing he just did not like hitting in San Diego? Maybe. Because I know there was, like, conflict between him, like, Machado, Tatis. Too many been, egos. Could that been a thing of... Right, and it pl- and let me just say, it's like, oh, he struggled at home with a 140 WRC+. Oh, yeah. plus. I'm saying compared to, like... Yeah, it's just funny. That'd be second-best hitter on the Yankees. Right. Um, But I'm just saying, is there room for improvement there? Maybe. Like, if he had those, like, biggest splits, like... Right, right, maybe. Um... But yeah, some of these, like, one of the issues the Yankees had was putting the ball in play and hitting with runners in scoring position. 149 WRC plus with base empties, absolutely elite. 163 with men on base, 165 with men in scoring position. He gets better and rises to the occasion when the moment calls to him. That's another reason why. When he was ni- when he was 20 years old, he had a 923 OPS plus in the playoffs. I thought he should have won World Series MVP. Was it between him and Rend- was it between Strasburg and Rendon or I thought it was between him and Strasburg. Even then, Strasburg is like I, don't I like think I, that's a not I don't think that was a debate, but I like Soto for it, but just because of when he had the hits he had, I guess. But what a second right whatever second World Series MVP at twenty years old when he couldn't even drink the champagne when they won the World Series right. Um, and that's another thing. It's not like he's 25 and turn 26 in the season. No, he turns 26 on like October, like, like late right. October. This is his age 25 November. season. This is his, he's going to be 25 the entire year. Yeah. He is the second youngest Yankee on the team or second youngest active starter. Yeah. Like he's obviously like old in the pros of like, right. not slated to be a starter. Where do you think he should bat? Personally, I like him second. I do not whatsoever. I like him second. And the numbers actually back me up. So, do you agree that some guys, like, them playing at a certain spot makes them better? Like, just the mental or, like, whatever? Yes, but only it's because of consistency. Like, if you're going to bat him 2-2-2-2-2-2, you're batting 2-2-2-2. Like... I don't think the spot necessarily matters. It's just staying in said spot. Okay. Well, 
my po- my point of just going over the numbers. Mm-hmm. Last year, in 39 games batting second, he had a 110 WRC plus. 112, he had a 167 when he was batting third. Right, but I think the context also matters. Who was hitting ahead of him? But who's hitting behind him? There's also something else. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't like it at first was because of how much better Judge is at batting second. Okay. Because there's been a thing throughout his career. Whenever he bats third, he's not nearly as good when he bats second. Okay. By nearly as good, I mean a one six a one sixty eight while batting second, one fifty to third. Right. But it, you could tell he's a lot more comfortable in the two hole. He is your captain. You leave him there, especially when the numbers support that he should be second. So it should be third. I still think context matters. Because it's yes, it's context. it's different of Soto hitting ahead of you than who was hitting ahead of him. But Maybe. I also I also think of something like this. I would much rather teams be forced to pitch to judge. Yeah, I mean Judge is a better hitter. So I'd much rather them being forced to pitch to judge. I think that's more what it is for me. Yeah, I mean it's Choose your poison. I mean, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> like, that's the way that I see it. It's like, Soto takes his walks. Mm-hmm. Ju- obviously, Judge takes his walks. But Soto's known for just that otherworldly play discipline. So he, they're just not going to, like. He's going to take his walks anywhere he is, Judge's too. But I would much rather Judge being, them being forced to pitch to Judge. Because also, like, I did, like, a mock lineup. I think the best lineup mm-hmm. is. Or just, like, kind of something I threw away just, like, based on thinking about it. Volpe, Judge, Soto, DJ, Rizzo, Stanton, Glaber, Wells, Grisham. That should be... Oh, wait, no. Swap out Verdugo for Rizzo. That should be your everyday lineup versus righties. I think Glaber's too low. But it's, like, where else would you put him? Over Stanton. Okay, one spot. Whatever. That I was in between those two. Yeah, I, I would rather him... I would rather Glaber hit close, like... One through four, somewhere in there. I just, DJ with runners in scoring position his entire career has been absolute money. I want him knocking in the runs. Yeah, I just, I can't bet on DJ. Mm. Like No, if DJ's healthy, he's fourth. Like, if he's healthy, he's playing like how he has, he's going to be fourth. If that's not, fair. I'm completely fine with labor batting. Yeah, fourth. that's fair. But I'm just saying, like, when DJ's on, you want him as your fourth. You either want him as leadoff or four. But I like Volpe so much more at leadoff, just because, like, what you saw earlier in the year when he was, like, on base and he was, like, dancing around, and that forced pitchers to, like, throw meatballs to judge. Yeah. I That's why I like this so much better. And literally just adding Soto makes this lineup – it just makes it look so much better. Yeah. It makes it feel so much better. I still think there's question marks, though. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent there are. Yeah. Volpe's a question mark. Wells yes. is a question mark. Stan, but I think that DJ. Oh, I, I should mention that I thing about Rizzo, Stan. But I should I should mention that about Stan. Boone did say that he did lose weight. Yeah, that's good. To make him more nimble, which is something I've been. I said yoga, but this is the yeah. same shit. Because yeah. my whole point was just to get him. Stop being so beefy. Unwind, like yeah. not being as tight. So this same thing, just different way. Right. Um, Rizzo, I think they said that he's fine. Yeah. That if they they were in the playoff push like late in the season he would have come back yeah so i think he'll be fine so do i i'm gonna chalk all the struggles up to the concussion like obviously when when he was concussed especially when you look he was like an absolutely elite first baseman right and then he literally went to one of the worst hitters in baseball right there's a direct correlation to when it happened 
Yeah. And just knowing how, like, like you, you thought you may have had a concussion when you banged your head. And how much did that affect you? When did I bang my head? Or when you... I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, I got, I got it. Yes, yes. But, yeah. So it's just, I'm not... I think he'll be fine. Yeah, no, definitely. Contract year and... Yeah. Because yeah, they have a buyout. But right. contract year, I think he'll be fine. Probably. Stan, who knows? I think this right. is make or break for him at this point for the Yankees. Glaber, contract year. Yeah. Glaber will be fine. DJ, DJ is a big question mark, but yeah. I think the biggest X factor in this lineup is Stanton. Yeah, if you definitely. Could have Judge, Soto, Stan, all on the top of their game. I can't think of a better two, three, four. Yeah, maybe like you could say Braves. The, <laughs> you could say the Braves, but I just think that you have two. You think that Acuna is better than Soto? I think Soto is better than Acuna. I said that before. I think Acuna is the better overall player. Okay. Soto's the better hitter. Okay. See, so, yeah, I just don't see how that would be. But if Stanton is Stanton. Well, wh- I think right now, I think their Braves 2-3-4 is Ozzy. If I might be For wrong. For argument's sake, let's put Acuna too. He's not hitting too. He's though. not going, but I'm saying like the three so, Okay, say players. it's Acuna, Olsen, Riley. Riley. I don't think you can go wrong. You cannot go wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just, I just haven't seen a good stand in so long mm-hmm. that I'm not going to say he's going to be MVP stand. I'm not saying so that like, either. I, just, I don't know what to expect. But I think if he plays 120, 130 games, he's going to give you at least 30 home runs. Right. If he does that. Yeah. If he could just find consistency in those games and they find some way to work, load manage or whatever. Yeah. And... We're not even mentioning that Dominguez is going to come back. Right. I don't think that Tommy John is going to be that big of a, a deal. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with hitters that it rarely affects them. Like, in the field, sure. Like, they'll DEH a lot more. They won't be, like, they won't, they probably won't, like, be as aggressive to throw someone out or right. like something like that. But as a hitter, I don't think that's going to affect. Yeah. So, if you could then make it Dominguez, Judge, Soto, Stan, or, like, put Dominguez at four. Yeah. That's very that's good. absurd. It's pretty good. That's just <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're I, you're ha- you're a happy camper. I don't want to take up too much time on Soto. Obviously, because like we can literally just talk about yeah. how great this guy is for hours. Right. Do you have anything else you want to say about him? Lucky bastards. That's it. Um That's all I got. Okay. So I do have to I d- am gonna talk about the other people that were involved. <laughs> I think Frank Grisham and Alex Verdugo. So, Alex Verdugo and Trent Grisham, I think, is weirdly a perfect platoon. Because, yeah. do you know about this? Yep. They're splits? Yep. So, Trent Grisham in, has reverse splits. Alex Verdugo has normal splits. Pretty much means that Trent Grisham hits better against lefties, even though he's a lefty. And if you look at it, in 2023, Grisham had a 124 WRC plus against lefties, 79 versus righties. Verdugo was 109 versus righties, 50, or 67 versus lefties. Perfect platoon right there. Yeah, how about that? They're both cheap. They're not star players. That's not what you're... No. You weren't going for star players. You are going this for... This is depth. Depth pieces that you could hit pretty... That would be in the lineup regularly, but they're not going to kill you. No. Alex Verdugo, big contact guy. Let me get to the point right here. Career to 281 hitter. 88th percentile in strikeouts. 
that's kind of like that type of guy. He has like the chip on his shoulder. I will say he has had a lot of issues in the in recent or in with the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Yeah, his but clubhouse issues are definitely something that you have to keep in mind. Especially his, I think his work ethic is a little bit questionable. But obviously, when you guys when you have guys like Judge and probably Stan and Rizzo. Rizzo talking to you, hopefully Cole. that yeah, yeah I know even he's Cole, a pitcher, but, but still. still yeah, hopefully that can. Help some maturity issues if they still remain. And even, but. even for him, contract year. Right. So that's like a more vote, more extra motivation for him. I could see it being a chip on his shoulder. Like really, I was on the Red Sox and you guys traded me to the Yankees. Are you kidding right. me? Right. Yeah. Um, but I, it's also a thing. A worst case scenario. Bye bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Just DFA him, or trade him for a bag of chips. Because you real realistically, you didn't give up much for him. Yeah. He's a career 105 OPS hitter, so he's league average. Fine, yeah. Or a little above average for the last couple of years. For the last two years, he's yeah. been basically average. Yeah. He does spray the ball across the field. 34% pull, 40% center, 26% oppo. That's um, because league average for pulling was, I have it right here because I'm going to talk about that soon, 37%. Um, There's one thing that really does concern me, though. The doubles. Okay. I think I don't know how good of a hitter he's gonna be without the green monster. Mm. Cause that was one of his things that like going oppo against the monster for doubles. Right. He had in the last three years thirty two doubles, thirty nine doubles, thirty seven doubles. Mm. Yeah. That's the I think out of everything, that's the part that concerns yeah. me the most. Right. And that left field at Yankee Stadium it's is deep. right. Not rewarding. Am I dumb? Left field. Left field, yes, yeah, so you're, right, you're right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, I just zoned out for a second. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely unrewarding for left-handed hitters to go oppo. Especially with the center. Right. Too. So, so that, that is the part that concerns me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Definitely. Considering that he's not going to be that guy. He's going to yeah. be batting back of your lineup. He's going to be he's going to be more a compact bat. Right. So I don't really. Yeah. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Trent Grisham excites me. A lot more than I thought he would. Interesting. I thought you didn't want him. I didn't, but like <laughs> looking into the numbers, some of his stuff actually... In 2023, he, had a, he pulled the ball 41.7% of the time. Jesus Christ. 4.7% higher than league average. Mm-hmm. I think the short porch can like significantly help, help him out. with that. And I just... He's not a good... He's at... Best a league average hitter. Over the lot like over the last two years, um wait. I put three numbers, Justin. Why'd you put three numbers? I probably meant over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Ninety five OPS plus, eighty one, eighty seven. Yeah. A little below average, but he is an elite defender. Yep. So he's, he's your not, fourth outfielder. He's your fourth outfielder. Yeah. To put in perspective, ninety second percentile and outs above average, that's the lowest in his career. Absurd yeah. defender. Yep. Phenomenal defender. Yeah. Absolutely elite. It's never in question. I just, I think that, like, the short porch could help him out, especially if he's only playing against lefties. I think Definitely. he could be a guy that he may give you some sneaky pop. I agree. I agree. I think that's exactly what you're looking for for Grish- Grisham. Just mm-hmm. some pop off the bench, defensive replacement. You know, he'll, he'll start a couple games here or there, especially – since the lefty righty splits, not even that, but since you're gonna want to give Judge a break from center field, 
That's I don't know if you were gonna mention it I was later. Say, I forgot to say that, but yeah. But with Soto and Verdugo, judges set to play a lot of center. Obviously, center has a lot more wear and tear, but having Grisham is definitely gonna help alleviate some of that. That's probably what the idea is. Is versus lefties, judge and right, Grisham center, Soto left. That's yeah. probably what the idea is versus lefties, and then versus righties, obviously like judge center, yeah. Soto right. Um, Verdugo in left. left. Yeah, I agree. Another thing, no, he walks a lot. Ninety second percentile on walks, so that is good. And let me Kyle Schwarber light. I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> Joey Gallo light. Well, um, <laughs> being that, worse than Joey Gallo is. Yeah. Hard. Um, did I mention Verdugo's defense? No. He's like, he's fine. Better. Yeah. I don't um, think he's anything special, but nothing special. Last year he had a ninety-five graded arm strength. Nice. They grade like they grade him as like average, but I've seen him make some great plays. Yeah. I'm not really that worried about him in the field. I think I that'll think be you fine. Should be. Yeah. Um let me see if there's I think I got everything on them. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought about while you're talking about yeah, this yeah, for Verdugo's oppo doubles. Um, obviously I don't expect you to have this on hand, and it's gonna take way too long to look into it. But something I would like to know is how hard were those oppo doubles I hit? Oh no! Oh, never mind. Yeah, how hard were they hit? Because obviously the wall stops the ball. Obviously in Yankee Stadium that's not the case. So if it's hit hard, maybe it's not gonna be as much as an issue as you think. But if it's kind of like lightly hit, like just touches the wall, then yeah, sure, it's going to mm. be an issue. But that's something I'd like to look into, mm. which I probably I tried will. looking up how many doubles he would have outside of Fenway. Yeah. Like I tried looking that up, but I couldn't find that anywhere. Right. The only th- I feel like you could find that out somewhere with like launch angles. I'm sure. Or you could watch every – because you know how you could watch the hits on Baseball Savant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could watch every single double if you really want to. Right, just – I'm not watching 37 doubles. I will. Um, for the sake of stats. Time out. <laughs> we'll be right back. No. No. <laughs> um, no. Um, but yeah, I'll else? update you guys on Twitter. I'll figure it out, I swear. <laughs> 37 thread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, no, I think lots of good moves I like from the Yankees. Pissed that they, they I feel like they didn't done. give up much for Soto in my mind. I like Verdugo. I like Grisham. It just lengthens your depth, which I think was sorely lacking last year. Billy McKinney was hitting third. Right. Instead of Billy McKinney, you have Verdugo. Instead of Franchi Cordero, you have Trent Grisham. Which Instead of Willie Calhoun, you have Juan Soto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it sure are they gonna be league average? Yeah. But it's better than having guys With are gonna upside. be Right. It's better than guy having guys don't bring a lot of upside. And are going to Not be in that Billy McKinney was yeah, a solid defender, but that more below average threshold. Exactly. So upgrades raised, all around, and you significantly raise the floor. Yes. And you significantly raise the ceiling too. Yes. And keep in mind, they both can just be stopgaps till uh, Dominguez comes back in July, August. Right. So that's another thing to keep in mind. So I like what they did. I do as well. I didn't like it at first. But actually, going into the number, or like with Verdugo, I didn't like the trade at first. You just don't like him to begin with. No. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how a guy with like a grill on his team, is that what it's called? A grill? Like, yeah. grill? 
on his teeth is going to work with the Yankee. And five chains and a bushy beard. That, I just don't know how that's going to play out with, like, the media and, like, yeah. the whole, like, history. and like That'll be fun. That, that's what I'm, like. That'll be fun. The personality scares me a bit, how that's yeah. going to, like, I'm hoping that it's more, not necessarily an act, but it's one of those things of, like, guess what? He puts up a show. Yeah. Like, it's he entertaining. He up, like, entertaining all that. Yeah. That's the type of guy he is. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. But. Time will tell. Time will tell. So, did you see that the Yankees were the betting favorite for Cody Bellinger? After all this? Yes. No. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Where is he going to play? This was according to Bet Online. I'd say they're relatively credible. Yeah. Like, they're relatively big. Sure. The Yankees were number one with plus 125. Giants plus 250. You ready for this one? Uh-huh. Mets number three plus seven hundred. No 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 So technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Nick was just saying no 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 no. Yeah. Um. Mets stay far away from Bellinger. Because he's gonna want a lot of money, and he's gonna be a little above average. To do with that, there were reports that who knows. But and this came out after Soto. Mm-hmm. These reports that Bellinger told Boris he wants to be a Yankee. I did see that. And that Cashman wants him to be a Yankee, but he doesn't like the market. So there were theories that like, yeah, he could just wait it out, and if no one gives Bellinger what he's asking for, that they'd sign him. Just swoop in. Which I wouldn't have an issue with, depending on yeah. the contract. Just where would he play? Well, I think that they would flip Verdugo, Verdugo in that case. or Grisham, one of them. Yeah. Flip one of them for pitching in a package. That would be interesting. That's what which I wouldn't hate. No. Um. But just odd. I saw. But yes, because I just saw the betting odds. I thought that was very interesting to me. That yeah. I was like, what? Like that just didn't make sense to me, especially with the Cubs not being top six. Yeah. Definitely. Mets being three. Yeah. That just. I figured I'd mention it. Something to keep an eye out on. No, thank you. And then, someone that you will say yes, thank you to. Is Yamamoto Yoshiniba Yoshinobu Yoshinobu Yamamoto Yoshinobu Yamamoto meeting with the Yankees on Monday. Hideki Matsui will be at the meeting. There's reports that's coming out that he wants to play on the biggest stage. I think that the biggest stage when you when we agree that New York is the biggest stage, I think the Yankees are on a bigger stage than the Mets. We have. You think it's even? I think the Yankees just because. I just think at the end of the day, it's New York, but I get it. But it's also a thing of which team has more star power. No, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like the history and like all yes, that. Yes, yes, and the pretentious corporate. I understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I. There were reports that came out that Hal does not care about money. He's willing to just go full evil empire mode, just mm-hmm. dish out as much money as possible. So I think that we are finally, officially, getting a bidding war We're between Hal Steinbrenner and Steve Cohen. A New York bidding war. That's going to be fun. Is going to be a war in this storm. Yeah, really. Thank God that we're not going to be here, most likely, when he gets signed. I know. That I know. Is... Unless he signs within the next few days. Four days yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's going to be, be fun. That's gonna be war. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Otani? I mean, it there's does, nothing to talk about right now. It, no, but it does have something to do with it. 
I guess. Yamamoto. Go ahead. So, Shohei Otani. I cannot pronounce names today. Shohei Otani is, it seems that he's down to the Blue Jays and Dodgers. Yeah. That's what it appears. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't my bold take is I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs come and swoop him in just because of what he said about don't pour anything to the media. Yeah. Um, But it seems like it's down to those two. Yep. Um, Is it confirmed that Otani's going to be in Toronto today? The people are tracking flights right now. Dude, I remember. So it's. I don't know, but no one knows. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, so no one knows about that. But the reason why it is important is that the Dodgers is said that if they don't get Otani, they're going to be going like all in on, on Yamamoto. Everyone's all in on Yamamoto. Right. So they're going to be like going as hard as they possibly can to get Yamamoto. I see that happening. I also think, and there was, like, a theory I saw that, like, was interesting to me, mm-hmm. that if Otani did sign with the Blue Jays, that he would want even more to be go to the Yankees because he would want to face another, like, Japanese legend into, like, the, like, the best in, like, the culture and, like, the su- superiority, like, type idea and, like, all that. I think, I don't know how much I'd buy into that. Yeah. Interesting I, to think about. Yeah, I don't buy into that at all, but... Yeah, definitely. Definitely makes things complicated if the Dodgers don't get Otani. Because then it maybe becomes a three-way bidding it's war. It's crazy that we both want the Dodgers to get Otani. Yeah, really. Like just just so they can't go in on Yamamoto, but yeah. Oh, you want to know what I forgot tell. to do? What did you forget to do? I completely forgot to look up. <coughs> um, Juan Soto um, versus the Yankees. Just to put it in perspective, he has never played the Yankees when he was at home. Mm-hmm. So all of his games against the Yankees, his nine games are on the road. He has five home runs and 11 RBIs and a 310 batting average at Yankee Stadium. Pretty good. Um, I really wish that Stat Muse would tell you OPS. Right. Like, it's annoying that they don't. Yeah. Um, how many walks is that? Only five walks. Interesting. Cause oh, five just... walks is six strikeouts. Ooh. Oh. But yeah, cool. obviously like sitting at Yankee Stadium. I'm sure everyone's seen the clip of him hitting the home run on Apple TV mm-hmm. in the top of the fifth inning with a runner on and two outs. Mm-hmm. This guy's clutch. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not gonna feel real until we see him in the press conference. Until we actually right. see him play games. Yeah, but it's just it's that's gonna be fun. It's crazy. It yeah. in a story like his almost makes me have more confidence in Yamamoto, in the sense of Cashman is one of those guys when he gets when he finds like kind of like the guys he likes, he goes after them hard. Mm-hmm. Like that was him with Garrett Cole. That was him with Juan Soto because he's been trying to get Soto the last couple of years. That was with Verdugo as well. I didn't mention that, but he's also been trying to trade for Verdugo the last couple of years. Yeah. He's been trying to get Verdugo a lot. or uh, He's been watching Yamamoto for a while. A scout or a Yankee representative was at every one of Yamamoto's starts. He saw his no-hitter in person. Right. I like the Yankees' odds to get him. Just based off the stuff that I've been seeing that Hal is going to literally go all in. He's going to fully embody George. By like, I mean, I'm just more confident than I would have been last year or the year before that, just based off what we're seeing. Kind of yeah. like, then be like, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. Fuck you. The, you are going to, we, 
Yankee. You're a Yankee. You're, you're a Yankee. Yankee. You're, you're a Yankee. Yankee. You're a Yankee. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I obviously have differing thoughts, but mm. I could talk more about that in my section. But yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun uh story to follow. Ooh, yeah. Exciting times. Exciting yeah. times. Uh, winter meetings did absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. I besides that, this. Besides Soto, which even was like, should we talk about the holdup on the deal? Where literally for 24 hours, people yeah. were saying the deal is being finalized. The deal is being finalized. It's down to medicals. Right. For 24 hours. Yeah. And just. That was annoying. That was. You thought it was annoying? <laughs> you thought it was annoying? Yes. But. It happened. We're here. I was worried it was gonna, like on, like I'm not even saying this like bash the Mets or anything. I was worried it was gonna be a Correa situation. That would have been like funny. there was something in me that was like making me just because like that happened. It was last year, right? Yeah. That that happened so recently. Mm-hmm. With that, I was like, Lucky. yep, yep, yep. But yeah. But yeah. Got nothing else. I also have nothing else. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Triborough Podcast. No, 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 no. We have Queens. It's not as exciting, but we're going, okay? Whether you like okay, it or not. Okay, All okay, right. fine, fine. You we're did. using your Metro card. You're yes. swiping twice. I already have one. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Good. I got it. All right. Okay. We'll see you in Queens. Now entering Queens. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Queens. As you can see, we fixed up the lighting for you guys. But besides that, nothing. Nothing's happening. Nothing. Nothing. The nothing. palm of the, the, the power of the sun's in the palm of my head. Yeah, honestly. Mm. You can see my hand. Those watching on YouTube get a better view, but I'm. Yeah, he's trying to oh. grab my hand or my head. Whatever. Anyways, it's weird. So, Queens. We don't claim him. Mets. Last year, winter meetings. Let me just set the baseline, right? Winter meetings. Last year. Justin Verlander. Brooks Raley. Crap, who's the last one? Jose Quintana. One of this those year, Mets. Yeah. This year. Well, actually, two. But um, regardless, this year. Nothing. I, 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 you made some moves. Michael Tonklin. There we go. Uh, I, some people say it's a split contract. I saw some major league contract. Regardless, it's cheap. Bullpen guy. Yeah. I think it's like a one million dollar deal. Okay, me. Sick. Me, me, yeah. Me. Uh, this happened last night, so not really winter meetings. But I'll get into the more winter meetings. But we're talking about depth here. We're talking about the actual moves. Jorge Lopez who was an all-star of the Orioles in 2022 and then had a 5.95 ERA in 2023. Life comes at you fast. Didn't he play for three teams last year or something like that? Something like that. Yes. No. Maybe. I don't know. Regardless. Reclamation project, I guess. Uh, he's reuniting with his WBC pitching coach, who is Jose yeah, Rosado, which is the Mets bullpen coach. So And a stretch. He was good in the WBC, um, but... Yeah, Minnesota, Miami, and Baltimore. Miami, that was the other one. And then a couple more minor league contracts. Which is pitchers. Just 
other guy. It's it was all bullpen guys, mm. right? And going off the Rule 5 draft, the Mets picked right-handed pitcher Justin Slatton. Yankee legend. And then, like, instantly traded him to the Red Sox for left-handed pitcher right, that Ryan Amans. Right? No idea. Oh, I thought the Mets drafted a Yankee prospect. That was really. last year. What's his name? Justin Slatton. How many spell that? A T E N. A T E Slat E N. Got it, got it. Dumbass. Can't got fucking it. can't spell. I don't think he was a Yankee prospect. Who I could have swore that. Let me Last year they took a Yankee. Who then didn't really make the cut, but whatever. As you look that up real quick. They traded him to the Red Sox for left-hand pitcher Ryan Ammons. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. And, all right, cool. The only Rangers. notable thing, Rangers, yeah. the only notable thing about this is I believe now the Rule 5 rules don't apply because if you picked, if they kept Justin Slayton, Slayton, I don't know. If they kept him, they would have had to keep him on the 26-man roster for the entirety of the year, or he would go back to the Rangers. But in this case, because he was traded to the Red Sox, the Red Sox are now on the hook for the Rule 5 rule. And I believe they just get to keep the guy they traded for. So it's kind of yeah. like... They w- I don't see why they wouldn't. Right. You basically free up a roster spot, quote-unquote, and then you get a controllable arm. So makes sense. But that was really it. Not much happened at the winter meetings for the Mets. Obviously, the Yankees stole the show with the Juan Soto deal. But Wait, they got Juan Soto? They did. We talked about it. No, we didn't. Let's talk about it more. No. But it's just a lot of bullpen depth pieces. And Stearns has made it very clear that he's prioritizing run prevention. Obviously, that means pitchers. So he's having a lot of minor league guys, a lot of split contract guys. That means just... Okay, sorry. Sorry. A lot of split contracts, a lot of minor league contracts, just to keep the bullpen open, which he said it's pretty wide open. Because the only guys you have set are, obviously, Edwin Diaz is coming back. You have Brooks Raley, and you have Drew Smith. That's it. Every, really? Everything else is up for grabs. Is that three or four names? I didn't... Three. I'm... The D. But besides that, run prevention also includes defense. So Stearns made it clear that they're looking for a defensive-minded center fielder. Now, that doesn't mean they can't hit for shit, but obviously a defensive-first center fielder. Hmm. Not Trent Grisham. Hmm. Not doing that. Some names that were connected to the Mets, most notable, I guess one of the more notable names was Michael A. Taylor. Cody? No. Michael A. Taylor, who last year with the Twins had a pretty good year. 21 home runs, a 720 OPS, solid. Fantastic defender at center field. 94 percentile and outs above average, 87 arm value, 90 arm strength. Pretty damn good. It's very rare for someone to be that good at all three. Right. Very rare. Yeah, like either you're really good defensively and your arm kind of sucks, or you have a good arm, but you kind of can't really have a good range. But the kicker. And this surprised me. He's a kicker? No, this is the kicker. A 602 slugging percentage against lefties. He had a 915 OPS against lefties. 
And everyone knows the Mets cannot hit lefties. So I would not mind if this was a move that was to be made as a kind of fourth outfielder slash platoon type. But who knows? Everyday outfielder against lefties. Basically. But who knows what Taylor's looking for, but I would not mind that whatsoever. I think that's a really good fit. Mm. And obviously, something Stearns made clear is he would like to get Nimmo some time off a of center field. So having a good defensive center fielder who can either be a defensive replacement or just take up the center field spot for an entire game would be great. But some other names that were connected, Jung-Hoo Lee, which you talked more about for the Yankees. Love him. Yeah. I don't think he really fits there anymore. Mm, but That's constructed. Yeah. Everything I've read, he projects better as an everyday corner rather than a good defensive center fielder. And I'm not sure, like, I wouldn't mind, but I think there's better options seeing how the roster is currently constructed. He is a left-handed bat. He doesn't bring a ton of power. Obviously, we talked about him a little more for the Yankees. But he's more of a contact bat, right? Mm. So That's... That's why I wanted him so much. It's because the Mets right. and the Yankees are literally inverse Opposites. teams yes. when it comes to their offense. That's why the reasons I wanted him so badly is the reasons you don't really want him. Right, exactly. He's a contact guy. He's a lefty. We need a power bat that's a righty that kills lefties. Honestly, has Jorge Soler signed yet? No. Sorry if I just like stole your thunder. No, you're good. But uh no he has not and as far as i know the mets haven't really checked in on him Mm. they should but regardless and then the last one that i saw being thrown around was harrison bader no thanks he's really just he's i think it depends on the deal but i guess i personally i think he's he gets hurt too much he would just be a fourth outfielder here i don't really Mm. not really big fan of that one but again I mean, because if it's, like, a thing between him and Michael A. Taylor, at least you get the upside with Bader. Or, like, yeah, there's points where he's going to be god-awful and he's going to be hurt, but, like, when he gets hot, he's incredible. I think Taylor's better. I mean, 602 slugging against lefties, give me that. Well, I'm saying overall as a player. For the Mets, probably, yeah. I would say it'd be Taylor, but I would say, like, overall, I think Bader brings more upside. I beg to differ. He's never really had, like, a stellar offensive season. Well, I'm just saying for what he is, he will overall the numbers will say he's league average. Like, yeah, there'll be times when like he sucks, but name like a good like you could name like three great defensive center fielders that are good hitters. Like, yeah, that's you fair. know what I mean? So that's it's fair. like he it's almost like catchers where like you'll deal with the lumps because when he's on, he will win you games. Yeah. It's just like the positional value and all that, but that's Yeah. I don't like him as much as obviously you do, mm. so I wouldn't want anything to do with that. But I don't think on a cheap deal it wouldn't be that bad, but eh, not for me. Uh, last, not last, but more into roster construction, whatever you want to call it. Stern said third base will be solved in house, so that means Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, probably not Mark Vientos. Mm. I don't think they really want him on the field. But Brett Beatty and Ronnie Mauricio sound like they're going to get their shot at the third base job which I think is the right way to go. I don't think you should be signing. Well, the only other really third baseman on the market is Matt Chapman. I don't. You shouldn't be getting to a long deal yeah. with Chapman. I, 
few years ago, I would have said differently, but seeing the way things are playing out, you've got to see what you have in these guys, these young guys. So you can't block them they're, and not give them a chance. Their value dipped since they were prospects just because like they didn't perform as well as people expected. So it's a thing of you have to either ride out with them or trade them right now, and I think it would be bad. It would be poor roster construction to not ride out with them. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it would be selling at probably That's their the lowest exact value. Why it would be bad ro- roster construction because you're right. selling low. Right. So I think that's the right move. And second to last, before we talk about bigger picture, as of right now, there has not been any extension talks with Pete Alonso. I don't think that's a big deal right now. It's judging by your body motions, I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you think so either. I think they just have a lot more on their plate right now. Obviously, they got to fill out the roster before they can really talk to who they have about an extension. Oh, this is last year. What? This is last year under contract. Alonzo? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought he had two more years. No, that. That's why there's a whole big I thing, he had buddy. Two more years. My no, bad. that's my that's bad. why everyone's blowing this up. He's a free agent after 24. But, again, they need to fill out the roster. They, I don't want to say they don't have time, but it's they have other forced. needs. They don't want to deal with that headache right now. Right. So they have other needs before they can talk <laughs> to Alonzo about an extension. Ow. Lastly, our favorite person to talk about, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yes. Obviously, the Mets are still in on him. He's the... Number one priority by a long shot. Mm-hmm. And it came out the other day that Cohen and Stearns flew to Japan to talk to Yamamoto. Said the meeting went well. Whatever. It's just a kind of introductory piece, I guess, mm-hmm. to the Mets. Like, hey. I was just checking Twitter about Otani just to see if it would help. But go on. No. But the Mets of Yamamoto, he's obviously their number one priority. And probably the Yankees' priority Number now. One. So, I wanted to talk about what do you think a contract is going to realistically look like with this many suitors? It depends on so many things. Because mm-hmm. if the reason I mentioned Otani is yeah. I mentioned in Bronx that if he signs with the Blue Jays, the Dodgers are going to go all in on Yamamoto. Yep. So if he goes with the Dodgers, I think the contract's going to be less than if he were to sign with the Blue Jays, just because more people, more bidders, right. more whatever. Drive up the price. Um, I think that it's going to be like, because like I'm seeing some people say it's not going to be 300. I think it's got to be over 300. I think it's going to be When you have the Yankees and the Mets both negotiating on like, both negotiating, and they are the two most will currently the two most willing to spend that much money. Yep. Maybe the Dodgers, whatever, like, right. whatever. So, okay, if anything, that helps my point. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good bit over 300, like 330. I, I agree. I think it's going to be, agree. like, 10, 330. I agree. Um, I'd give him more than 10 years. I'd give him 11. I just... I would. I know. Yeah. I think that's what you're going to have to do, though. I Probably. think you're going to have to the give him year. the 11th year. Yeah. Would that be like eleven? I can see like eleven three fifty. Something like that, yeah, yeah. That, that that doesn't sound. It's just it's the years for a guy that's never thrown an MLB pitch. I know, and he's gonna be probably the second highest pitcher. 
if he do- I doubt he breaks because Cole's still the highest paid. He's gonna break. Well, Cole. not highest paid, but like Cole's three twenty fourth. Yeah, he might break Cole then. He's gonna if he's especially gonna, if he gets that eleventh year. Yeah, he's gonna break <laughs> the MLB record for a starting pitcher without throwing a pitch. And money. By two years pitch. and well. It depends because it's Cole's opt-in and all that. Yeah, so, yada, yada, yada. But as it stands. As it stands, I'm pretty sure. He, he would beat him on years anyways if he did get 11. Yeah. But, yeah. Overall money is just insane. And, again, he's 25. So That's why you're giving him this many years this much money. Exactly. It's just, I know we talked about this off camera a little bit. For me, it's a, it's a, it's hard to swallow giving a pitcher. 10, 10 plus mm-hmm. years just because of how pitchers are, mm-hmm. obviously, because just they're John. right. The pitching and then the stress on the elbow or the shoulder or whatever. And plus, coming over from Japan, that adjustment period, you know, it worked well with Sanga, but you know, it, everyone's different. But yeah, I think personally, my max would probably be around like. 10, 315, 320. My max Something is like that. 10, 321. 320 <laughs> and $1. <laughs> for some reason, my max just went up to 10, 325. Weird. All right, we're going to do this for hours. <laughs> um, but that, that's basically how this is going to go. I, I'm i not worried about him. That mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there are concerns, but just from what you know about him, he's hasn't he won the Cy Young two years in a row? Yep. All with won. sub two yards. Isn't it also, is it also, did he also win MVP? I'm Pretty not sure. sure I he did. think he did. He won the MVP in Cy Young in three straight years in Japan, who is who produces some damn good players. And the people that are concerning out of Japan, mm-hmm. are, or like more concerning than not, are power bats and guys that pitch to contact. Mm. But guys that have strikeout stuff and guys that have contact, that's or that hit for contact, those yeah. are the type of things that translate. Shocker, right. the two people that I really want this offseason. Yeah. Um... So I'm not worried, like, at all. Right. And I can't remember if we talked about on camera or off camera about this, but I don't think him going from a six man rotation to a five man is gonna be that big of a deal. Okay. Um, because like you were saying, Sanga, he was thirty when he, he was thirty when he came over here. Did yeah. he ever end up going into a five man? Like at any point down the stretch. Like two or three times like the entire season. He okay. pitched on regular rest. Okay. Yeah. Yamoto's five years younger. Yep. He has a lot better health. I not necessarily better pedigree, but I think he's just a better prospect overall. Definitely. So I think it's one of those things of he will especially over a ten year contract. So what if it's the first year is the six man like you have to have like a stop gap. Right, will, yeah. You're doing it for the long haul because twenty five year old pitchers that are of this caliber do not reach the market. No. They never are on the market. You don't see a guy come up at nineteen years old and reach the market at twenty five years old. That's why I don't care about the money. For me personally, it's like you are not. You may never see something like this again, where it's a twenty-five-year-old pitcher on the market with that pedigree. Yeah. I. So it's like yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's you do whatever has to be done to get them, and ultimately, I think both the Mets and Yankees are gonna do that. But it's gonna be a fun bidding like, war to watch. Him? Yeah. <laughs> you get you get them on Thursdays. I get them on Tuesdays. We get them in October. Well, that's a discussion for another time. But I also want to talk about 
because obviously you have to talk about contingencies, and obviously the front office has to think about this as well. What do you think an offseason plan looks like with the Mets missing out on Yamamoto? I think you get two guys. And I think it's it's harder now because Rodriguez signed. Yeah. Because I was going to say I would point right to him. Yeah. Honestly, I know you don't want to give Monty as much as he's doing, but I think you almost have to overpay a little mm-hmm. for that. Let me look at – I'm trying to also think of righty p- starters that are on the market just because – I know you said you didn't want to, like, overdo with, like, too many lefties, which I would, I would agree. Yeah. Um, Off the top of my head, I know there's Lucas Giolito still out there. Jack Flaherty's out there. Didn't Mike Clevenger. Sign or am I stupid? You're dumb. Okay. <laughs> Mike Clevenger's out there. Michael Waka, which we already tried that experiment. Waka Waka. There's guys, but there's no top of the line guys. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that I was thinking about that I'm curious what your opinion would be. If, say that the Mets did something like this. Okay. They traded for a pretty good starting pitcher. Whatever. I don't want to say like Cease or like... um. Burns. No, I'd say Cease because I'd say he's a tick below Burns. Mm-hmm. And That's then sign Clayton Kershaw. No. No? Why not? Kershaw's out half the year. He is? Yeah. Oh, you, no. you, did you forget about that? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah he had surgery. He's okay. not pitching until much later. Okay. So you don't want anything to do with him? Kershaw? Yeah. No. I also don't think he would sign with the Mets. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of over the whole, hey, let's sign the 35-year-old Hall, uh, Hall of, I'm just, I'm just. Yes, the wrong side of thirty Hall of Fame tracked pitcher. I we tried that experiment. I'm over it. I mean, it worked with Verlander. It's just you guys weren't good. You know what I mean? Like Ver, the Verlander contract, I'd say it worked out. I guess it's hard to say it worked out when he only pitched ten games. But he was great in those ten games. He was fine. Not forty three million. Pitched to a three five. That was a little lower than that. That's no. fine, yeah. But I'm over that experiment, and uh, I also don't think they trade for a starter. Mm-hmm. I think they, for the most part, they keep the farm intact unless oh, unless they get a cease, unless they get a cease who has multiple years of control. I got a perfect name for you. And I'm going to hate it. Rich Hill. He's already met. Move on. 44 years old. Rich Hill. Perfect. We, we tried the, the high 30s and the 40s. Let's try the, the mid 40s. We just keep going up, why don't we? You know what? Adam Wainwright, come out of retirement. Let's go. Let's okay, run it back. About, you want to do a little experiment? Yeah. I'm going to rapid fire. List off some names. Okay. Say yes or no. If there's someone you want to go in depth in, cut me off. All right. Sure. Because right, I have a list <laughs> of like all the free agents. Um, Martin Perez. No. Julio Urias. He's still suspended. I know. <laughs> so, no. Stands. Um, Seth Lugo. I wouldn't mind it. I'm not sure if there was mutual interest, because I know the Mets didn't see him as a starter. They didn't want him to start, so I'm not sure if there's any... I know it's basically a new front office, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there's any bad blood there, but he, w- I wouldn't mind him as a back-end guy. Somehow 29-year-old Lucas Giolito. I would look into that. I wouldn't mind it. I would actually like it because at the very least, you are getting innings from Lucas Giolito. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, there is upside. 
before this year, he was one of the better starters in the AL, maybe even in the I league. I don't want to say, wasn't he a Cy Young candidate like a couple years ago? Yeah, right? Like 2019, maybe? 21? 2021? Something like that? Ooh, I'm so sorry. I hit my mic. But he... I'm going to sneeze. Cy Young candidate in 2019, 2020, 2021. <coughs> Excuse me. Cy Young 6, 7, 11. Right. So there's not... I don't, I don't want, I want to say Cy Young upside mm-hmm. but there's there's upside regardless. last two years almost had a five year right though that's the that's, that's the, the downside but again he's pitched what 180 Water. innings 175 outside of the covid year and not including the first two years because he only played six and seven games yeah um it is his lowest inning count is 162 other than that was 173 yeah, and that's I, in like about five years old. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the fact that you know he will take the ball every fifth day, and I think that's something the Mets need. Mm-hmm. Even if they do sign Yamamoto, I think Giolito should still be on the table. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind like a two-year deal, but I think he will probably end up getting more. Mm. Michael Lorenzen. Not really. No. I'm not gonna be able. I can. I've never been able to pronounce this guy's name. Oh boy. Molly, Tyler Molly. Oh, Molly, Molly, Molly. Well, I I mentioned him a couple of episodes ago, but he's missing majority of the year, coming off Tommy John. Mm-hmm. But Do I you have no interest in guys that. No, I would. I will say that a two year deal. You know, paying him for rehab essentially, and then looking towards twenty twenty five for an impact. I wouldn't. I I'd like that. <clears throat> okay. Um, Lubot. No. Carrasco. No. Sean Manaya. I would like him in like a swingman role, like not necessarily an established starter, but a guy who can give Six you starter slash bullpen. Right, really. a guy who can give you innings out of the bullpen, and you know you have a double header. Some guy needs extra rest. You know you slot him into that starting spot. I wouldn't mind that. I think that's basically what he did for the Giants too. Mm. Reunion, Noah Syndergaard. No. Um, he was way up higher on the list. I skimmed him over, but let's have some right. fun. Marcus Stroman. I don't think Marcus Stroman wants to come back. <laughs> I I don't want him. I hope the feelings mutual. But. Um, Jake Odorizzi. Maybe. Matthew Boyd. Eh. James Paxton. Maybe I mentioned him a couple times. Brad Keller, twenty eight years old. It's a free agent. Ooh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I think this one right here is a very interesting one. Hinjin Ryu. I, that I think that falls into the category of the. Thirty seven. He's thirty seven. I did not. I I thought he would have been like thirty three. Yeah, I thought he, he was might, much well, he younger. He got posted. Right. So it's right. Like, but. That falls into the category of the reclamation projects, you know, the James Paxton's, the Giolitos, the Flatter- Flaherty's, guys like that. But I wouldn't mind that, mm-hmm. per se. I got two 29-year-old pitchers. Zach Flaherty. Because oh, <laughs> oh. you already talked about Flaherty. Yeah, so fair enough. That. Eric Lauer and Chris Flexen. Chris Flexen, the Mets had for two seconds. <laughs> well, the Mets had for a few years. Then he was gone. Then they had him for two seconds. He was gone again. That's why I lumped them together. Yeah. Eric Lauer. 
back end guy. Whatever. I mean, he has nasty stuff. He'd probably yeah. play better as a reliever. Maybe. maybe yeah. Um. Any hope that Chad Cool could have better numbers away from Coors? No, I don't no. think so. Um. I think that's it. Yeah. Unless you like fried chicken, because then you get Madison Bumgarner. No, I'm all right. He'll leave Tehran. No. No, Eric Fede already signed. Um. Yeah, that's really yeah. it. Other than. It's it's thin. Jack Flaherty's 28, by the way. 28. That's crazy. I. He's a guy I wouldn't mind the Yankees giving a flyer on, but go on. Yeah. But. So you think they'll pivot, is what you're saying. I, Overall. What do you mean? Like, they miss out on Yamamoto. They're going to pivot to a Montgomery or someone else. I think that if they don't get Yamamoto, they'll say, say it's $33 million, whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's a lot more likely that they'll spend about $40 million over two pitchers. Whether that be okay. like 25 for Gumby and then like 15 for Giolito. Right. Or something along those yeah. lines. If they miss out on Yamamoto, and this is not going to be a popular answer. I don't want to say you kicked away 2024, but you're not going all in. You're signing yeah. one-year deals, two-year deals, mm-hmm. not even. You know, you're going to sign... A lot of veterans that will be on other teams. Yeah, I, I think so, because I don't, I don't think the Mets will, and I don't think they should, quote-unquote, overpay for a Jordan Montgomery or a Blake Snell long term because I just I don't like their trajectory especially Snell I've never been a big fan of but I don't think it makes much sense to put them up on a long term ish contract Uh so I think the best move is to maybe spend elsewhere you know, one year deals pitching, then you can sign a couple. Excuse me, you sign a bat or two, but overall, I don't think they should really be doing a whole lot if they miss out on Yamamoto. Uh-huh. Can I say something about the um twenty twenty uh four twenty twenty five uh starting pitching class as it sits right now for sure. free agents? Sure. Shane Bieber, Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns, um, Patrick Corbin, Anthony Desclafanti, Nathan Avaldi, Max Freed, Kyle Gibson, Tyler Glasnow, Andrew Heaney, Kyle Hendricks, Merrill Kelly, Yusei Kikuchi, Jordan Lyles, Lance Lynn, Sean Manaya, Nick Martinez, um, Freddie Peralta has like an option to like opt out, um, which I it's an eight million they're gonna take that. Um, yeah, probably. Nick Pavetta. Robbie Ray can opt out if he wants. I mm-hmm. don't see him opting out. Neither do I. But... Um, Chris Sale has a $20 million club option. I wonder what the Red Sox do with that. That's exciting. Max Scherzer. Hmm. Hey, bud. Mike Soroka. Matt Strom. Ross Stripling. Right. Right. But you get the, the point. The list goes on and Zach on. Zach Wheeler. Bring him back. Bring him home. I think the Phillies probably lock him up long term. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind. Why are you nodding your head? You want that. Our roommate Evans in the back. I'm saying, no, he said he thinks the Phillies lock him up. Yeah. Yeah, you want well, that. Want the Phillies, you yeah. yeah, that's what I said. 
Yeah. Our roommate Evan was like shaking his head like violently, oh, like no. No, but I was saying I think the the Phillies lock him up long term. That's what he's saying. Yes. Okay. Anyways, um, the Trevor podcast recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Evan, no, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that class is a lot more. That doesn't even include guys that could be traded. Right. Or... I think that class looks a lot better than what we currently have to deal with. Uh, I don't think there's any Japanese pitchers or any other free agents really set to go out next year, at least not off the top of my head. So, I again, I think it makes more sense to kind of see where things go in 24. Let, you know, let the kids play, mm-hmm. bring up some pitching prospects like halfway through the season, see what they have, things like that. Because I don't want them spending for the sake of spending. If you don't think you can reasonably compete Without getting Yamamoto, then you shouldn't. Okay. Yep. But the only thing with Montgomery is that would be a longer term deal. Right. So that's not, that's the issue. That's what I'm, no. I think that's the issue. I feel like that would help though if you say you're not competing this year. Right. I feel like he would be a guy that could help you next year, or the year after that. Right. But then you lock him up already, like for the yeah. year. No, it's fair. I'm just saying, like yeah. that could also be the thing of like it's not like you're gonna sign an entire rotation. And also, you guys already <laughs> tried doing that. And how did that work? It worked out really well for one year. <laughs> but that that's the point yeah. I'm making. Then you tried it again, it didn't work. So it's like Right. It may not be that sustainable. And I think that if you guys were to go that route, you better lock up Alonzo like now. Right. Like as soon as possible. Just because if you have to deal with Scott Boris when yeah. you're also trying to deal with other people like yeah. that are also represented by Scott Boris, I think that's just such a headache that the Mets do not want to deal with. That definitely. if you are gonna do that plan, you better lock up Alonzo like definitely soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, talks, I think, would speed up more when the roster is, quote-unquote, set. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, there's no, yeah. you guys, there's no rush to do I'm making it sound no. like you got to do it right now. Right. No, it's, there's no rush to do it. But if I'm the Mets, you've got to get that done before next offseason. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, that, that's really all I have, you know. The Mets. Pete Lonzo quiet. appears headed to the Toronto Blue Jays. For Bo Bichette. I was making a John Hammond joke. I was just saying, like, free agency. Oh, yeah. Pete Lonzo. John Soto. But John Soto appears headed to the Yankees. The Mets are moving in silence. You know, it's been a a pattern recently with the new Cohen Mets that... Yankees fans cringe at that because the amount of times you've heard Cashman moves in silence. And then <laughs> he trades for, like, some random reliever no one's ever heard of that gets DFA'd a day later. Sounds about right. But, no, there's not a lot of leaks. You know, there's not a lot of rumors. Some people don't even attach the Mets to Yamamoto. <clears throat> that John Morosi, what are you doing, I man? Think that You're the, having a really I think bad that week. the Yankees are a, have, like, a little bit of an edge. We could disagree with that. Yeah. I, think, I think they have a little bit of an edge over the Mets. But to say they're not in on him is possibly the – like, it's – if Otani goes to the Dodgers, it's either the Yankees or the Mets, and it's going to be – pretty damn close yeah you don't yeah. say if a team's willing to spend 300 million dollars plus on someone they're in on him like yeah. what do you mean yeah exactly but it's not much going on you know stearns is doing his thing i know a lot of people are waiting for the big move obviously the yankees made theirs mm-hmm. so far but people have to keep in mind that this roster is not at the point where you can rely on depth just yet. Mm. 
that's why the bullpen is basically being reconstructed from the ground up with all these minor league mm-hmm. deals and split contracts and all these, you know, more less value mm-hmm. guys. So there's a roster to be filled before you can get the big guys. Mm. And also a question too. Outside of and even then this was a trade. Mm-hmm. But outside of Lindor, what was the last time Steve Cohen like locked like I know like Nemo, but that was more like bringing him back. What was the last time he went out and got someone and signed them to a long term deal? Like like out of free- Like he has he done that? What do you mean? Like I'm saying like trade or sign someone in free agency. I mean the longest contracts is because I know Lindor was like a long... Yeah. Nemo, but you said they brought him back for free agency. Back. Diaz brought him back. I'm not saying like yeah, there's no. a thing like, oh, I mean, he can't do... But it's just- the, bi- the biggest moves have been, you know, the short-term high AAV deals because of the amount of money he has. You know, it's been the Scherzers, it's been the Verlanders. So but- it'll be interesting to see if he would be willing to go... High AAV on those long term. Uh, that's just something that like crossed my mind. Like, yeah. do you think he would? That's something that like he would be as aggressive with his money on longer term deals. I don't think he would go out of his way to fly to Japan mm-hmm. if he was not all in okay. on a guy like Yamamoto. Okay, that's that's where I that's where I see it. Mm-hmm. And to a point, I don't think there's a lot of guys that necessarily fit. The Mets that would have been like mm. a long term deal, yeah. you know. Granted, this what third year, third off season. Uh, honestly, because Lindor was like his first move, right? Yeah, so twenty one. Lindor's third year, right? Yeah. Or is it fourth year? This is his fourth year. This okay, is going so into his fourth, fourth year. Off so it's fourth off. Fourth, fourth off. Basically fourth yeah. off season. So, who knows? Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of long term contracts. Uh, handed out yet. Like I said, something that crossed my mind. Yeah, no, definitely. That's definitely something to wonder. Yeah. But, yeah, again, I don't think there are too many fits for, like, the long-term deals. Mm -hmm. But it will be exciting to see what goes on. Yeah. Like, judge, maybe? Yeah, maybe. But how... how, I don't think there was any serious interest Mm -hmm. there. I mean, they also, like... Oh, I mean, they... They tried for Korea. There's that. Korea, yes. yes right. Yes, yes. They tried for Korea, but obviously that fell through. But even then, that was more That's like... That's it. Someone else kind of did all the negotiating for him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he pretty yeah. much said, like, yeah, we'll give you the same exact contract, just with a little bit different opt-outs. Right. But that's it. So, it'll be very interesting yeah. to see this unfold. But that is all I have. Not much going on, but... I got nothing. Not, all right. So... Congratulations to the Yankees once again for, la- for landing Juan Soto. But uh, with that being said, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, X, sorry, X slash Twitter. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. I, I, I don't think I can get that through my head. I, my phone's not updated. Like the Twitter app's not updated. So I'm not updating it, so it stays as Twitter. I tried doing that, and then it automatically updated. updated overnight. I'm not updated, baby. But regardless, we're on Spotify and YouTube, so subscribe to us on YouTube. But with that being said, thanks again, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.